0: The NFL PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Over $30,000 up for grabs over the season. Go to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 NFL Week 1 exclusively on the SGPN app.
1: Peggy shot
0: the ground down, he the catch. And he gets in for the, the is made by Wilson, he deep down? Welcome everyone to NFL Prop episode number five. We are grinding away less than or about a week, a week away from NFL kicking off. Week one between the Cowgirls and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm excited. It is currently 6.54 on the West Coast. Joining me, as usual, the prop god, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing, my man? What's up, Munaf? And, uh,
1: man, it's crazy. We are only a week out, man. It's so, super exciting. I know we recorded with Minty. Yep. Minty Betts earlier this week and had a great prop cast to close out the divisional the divisional props, but now we're going to get into a little bit of season awards. So I'm excited
0: yeah. to talk about it, man. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this one because I've already got down. Like, I think I have more award uh, props uh, bet already than actually like prop bets. <laughs> so I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, one thing I do want to show, I hope you're not going to get tired of looking at my face. Cause I know we're going to be recording <laughs> more and more as, as, as NFL season starts, but I'm definitely looking forward to all of it.
1: Yeah. And I, and I applaud your consistency. You're, you you're,
0: you never uh, stop saying
1: the cowgirls, so I respect that.
0: <laughs> it's 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 uh, another SGPN brand thing, right? So uh, we we gotta make sure we keep gotta it consistent, we, man. Yeah, we gotta keep our hate strong for the for the cowgirls. Um, for sure. So the plan for today's show, like Dan mentioned, we're gonna do uh, most or all of the NFL regular season awards: uh, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we'll do comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP, coach of the year, um, and then we're gonna give maybe one or two, some exotic fun player props, um, that, you know, I like, and maybe if Dan has uh, one or two for us, nothing too exciting to put money down on, maybe like a pizza bet or, um, you know, a beer money bet. So we'll, we'll get into that. So let's just kick it off with the exotic player props. Dan, I'll kick it off here. Uh, I, I wrote down two that, um, aren't the biggest long shots, but just something, you know, to fun to have to, to root for, for the regular season. And my first one was uh, Tom Brady to break the all-time passing record versus the Patriots at plus 150 on the yes. And I mean, look, Tom Brady, it, it, the storyline is kind of setting up, right? Where Lee is his, his, a team that he's been with all season or all career long. Um, now we're not sure how exactly the breakup went, you know, he moved on to, uh, to Tampa Bay, won a title there. Obviously you're going into Gillette stadium, a place where you played all your, uh, your entire career and you have the chance to become the all time, uh, leader in passing yards in the history of the NFL. And I think it's just kind of setting up where it's going to happen that way for me. So I took the yes on that. At plus 150, I will be rooting that for that for sure. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that one.
1: I love the narrative of it. And if there's anything that we've seen from Tom Brady in this offseason and just really playing with a chip on his shoulder ever since leaving New England, I mean, I feel like if he's going to want to do it anywhere, it's going to be New England, right? So exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised, man. And I think that the, the way that the, the Tampa Bay schedule is breaking out, they're going to have a really nice strength of schedule. So I don't know that Tom Brady... Necessarily is going to be playing all four quarters to start the season, so they're going to get some leads up. I think it could all set up to a place where he ends up with the right amount left to go in in uh, in Gillette Stadium. So
0: I think that that would be really dope to see. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure they're going to have a big tribute and all that good stuff for Tom Brady for what he did for that entire organization uh, in New England there at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, I mean if you're going to take a look at their first uh, couple of their opponents. Uh, I think it kind of pr- sets up nicely for him to get that done in week four. My second yeah. one, um, I went with, let's see what I got here. Fastest offensive player is, I'm taking Raheem Mostert at six to one. And I think this kind of sets up where we know that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offense loves to run the ball, and they do a great job of blocking and creating those big holes for their are running backs to kind of get through. And then Rainn Mostert is a guy that can, you know, make a move, put his foot in the ground and just kind of take off. And we caught, we saw flashes of – we've seen flashes of his speed all career long, but I think especially in the preseason uh, when he did play in week three, I was watching this game because I'm heavily invested in the 49ers this year. He looked really good, man. He had that explosiveness. I, I think that this is a guy that, you know, he, he can get to that top speed as a fast offensive player. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill obviously is the favorite uh for that uh for that player prop but uh i, I kind of like most at six to one any thoughts on that one
1: i mean i've seen most in action uh being in the bay area i got a chance to to watch the niners a couple of times yeah. over the last couple of years and this dude if he gets any kind of space and he hits the edge man he's gone yeah so and i know that he's hit that he's hit some miles per hours that you know a lot of you know Players that that don't get as hurt as he does, and, you know. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about him, man, but he he can hit that home run very quickly. I think. I to say it was like week two against the Jets. Maybe he had like an eighty yard run that he hit like twenty five miles an hour or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be it's going to be close, man, because I think Tyreek Hill yeah is going to have something to say about that. But yeah, it's I,
0: definitely worth the bet. I didn't want to like take the favorite in and, uh, you know, just be boring about it. So I, you know, I think yeah, of it was like or, or a yeah, third or fourth. I think another guy that's kind of intriguing to me is, uh, Henry rugs. He was 12 to one, um, for, uh, the fastest offensive player and he has some speed. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, did you have any exotic player props? Maybe, uh, one or two that you want to, like, you know, put some small money down on, you know, pizza bets. Yeah. Yours are way more interesting than mine. <laughs> so I, I was
1: just looking at the, uh, regular season most passing yards and I can't help but go kind of with your narrative I know you you bought into Russell Wilson being MVP yeah. long ago and you know with Shane Waldron as their offensive coordinator I think there's a good shot we're going to see Russell Wilson potentially throw for up to forty eight, forty nine hundred 4900 yards and yeah. that seems to be the the marker for most of the of the players nowadays, you know, with this extra game, Mm -hmm. you know, we're probably gonna see a couple five thousand yard potential uh quarterbacks, but I think Russell Wilson could definitely be up there. And at twenty to one, I kinda like it, man. I I think that it's a good it's good value considering that this offense has already been it is already it's already been signaling that they're gonna be throwing the ball more and what better to to let Russ cook and, and yep. bank on a little bit more? And I know you already have the MVP. This yeah. is my way of getting in a couple shares there. The other person I like is Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Shorter odds. He's six to one. Yeah. But you know, if we if you looked at Dak Prescott in the first four games of last season, this dude was on pace for like sixty seven hundred passing yards, right. over seven thousand passing yards. <laughs> so, you know, it, with that with that team and their defense being so bad. They have a tough matchup against Tampa Bay in Week One. After mm-hmm. that, their strength of schedule is pretty good, yeah. and I think there's a good chance that you're going to see Dak Prescott just tossing the ball all over the field. So shorter odds, six to one, but I think that there's a very good chance that he could actually uh, finish out as the top top passer uh, top
0: passer this season. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head on the Russell Wilson one. Right, they they brought in a new offensive coordinator uh like you mentioned the the rams um passing game coordinator to really build the offense around russell west us russell westbrook russell wilson <laughs> i know we're gonna be we're getting close <laughs> we're getting
1: close to basketball season know, two man. man i get it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know i recorded a, a baseball a podcast today and uh we were talking about the san francisco giants and then i think malcolm almost said the san francisco 49ers so it, it, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be having a lot of crossover but yeah uh i think it's really correlated right with the MVP if. A Russell Wilson has, like you're saying, maybe gets up to 4800 or maybe even 5,000 passing yards. I don't see a, a way where he doesn't win MVP at that point. Obviously, the, the wins for the Seahawks also have to be there and the touchdown passes. But I think if he's leading the league in passing yards, there's a pretty good chance of him uh, getting the uh, MVP. But we'll get into MVP in a little bit here. Uh, right. Any more exotic player props you got, uh, Dan? Uh, one one
1: other person I'm kind of curious about. He's yeah. he's led the league in passing twice. Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. Yeah. And their offensive line is trash. And yeah. apparently he looks great uh, coming back from surgery. Uh, there's a good chance that he could throw for five thousand yards too. I mean, that's yeah. really what I'm going to be looking for is the people that can eclipse that five thousand yard mark. And he's done it almost. He's done it once in his career. I think he could definitely do it again. Uh, Jameis Winston's another intriguing one if he can actually hold on to that job. Um, I think that there's a good chance that he could probably um, have one of the more favorable seasons, too, for quarterbacks just tossing the
0: rocks because that guy just he knows how to sling it, can't win games, but he knows how to sling it. Oh, for sure. And and we've seen that with the, they've with Jameis Winston, when he's like played behind that, that's that's the opportunity where these I guess quarterbacks rack up those yards going back to Ben. I think that I'm really down on this offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I think it's coming in ranked one of the worst in the entire football league. So I think that that if you're going to try to establish the one with Najee Harris, at least in between the lines, I think it might be tough. So it might be something that might not be there initially. So that may just cause Ben Roethlisberger to throw in. Like you said, he's looked, he looked slimmed down at least from last year Um, and that, you know, his arm, like you said, is it's a guy that can still throw the rock and he has the offensive weapons on that team. Juju Smith, Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. So the weapons are there for him and and those guys are fast. So you never know what happens. Uh, let's take a quick break here and then we're going to get into the regular season, uh, awards for the 2021 and 2022 season. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of a Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available, browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. When making your bets, make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays held by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport all for free, visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. Picks-wise, backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, coming off the break, Dan, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Let's start with uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I've already got down on a couple ones. Um, I think there's a consensus that SGPN, the community, is already on. But uh, let me get your thoughts on who you have for Offensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, for me, I I think you know, the odds on favorite right now is Trevor Lawrence. He's at four to one. I think mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense just given that he's going to be the first quarterback to really get a starting job um out the gate. So that's a, a huge first mover advantage to his counterparts like Zach Wilson, yeah. um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones looks real interesting. I know he's the favorite of uh of the SGPN crew, and and now it, I mean, the the path has been paved for him yeah. to actually put in work. So it's going to be an interesting battle between those two. But I'm going to fade it, and I'm going to go Javante Williams at six at uh, sixteen to one. Okay. And the reason I like Javante Williams is because um, while this award has tends to go the last uh, couple of years, it's gone to quarterbacks. It's not out of the realm of possibility for running backs to win the award. Saquon Barkley yep. got it, Alvin Kamara. And I think Javante Williams is going to establish himself as the lead dog in Denver. I think Denver is going to have a really good defense, which is hopefully going to, you know, you have, you have Teddy Two Gloves managing the clock mm-hmm. and, and not turn over the ball. This is going to be a different Denver team. And I think eventually you're going to see Javante Williams emerge as the lead back there. We know how Denver loves to run the ball. They had a lot of pedigree going back to the days of Kyle, of uh, Mike Shanahan sure. and John Elway. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's built into the fabric there for them to produce running backs. Melvin Gordon's definitely getting up in there in age. I don't think he's going to pose too much of a threat. Yeah, I like him at sixteen to one. The other one I'm gonna throw a, a little flyer on is Kyle Pitts. Okay, and ten to one. I think that's pretty good value considering that he could be the second leader in targets on the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are going to be playing from behind quite a bit yeah. in that division. And, you know, if, if Calvin really is going to see double coverage, I think the seams are going to be opened up wide for Kyle Pitts to have success. And, you know, there isn't really a lot of, uh, there isn't, there hasn't been a lot of tight ends winning rookie of the year, but you know, this mm-hmm. is borderline generational talent that we're yeah. looking at here and certainly has the skill set of a wide receiver. So to me, this is this is just good value. Um, him sitting behind the obvious favorites could have went Najee Harris at yep. um, I think nine to at, one. Uh, eight, yeah nine to one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? To your point, the offensive line. I think that we're going to see some regression from the the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in a really tough division. I think you need to win games. Um, so yeah, I like Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts. Um, at least for the fact that they're gonna they're gonna be putting up some some good yardage and and have some really good opportunities to find success in the rookie season.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I I don't hate those at all. Um, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, we haven't seen a tight end ever win the award, but I think to your point where you said that he is a for sure generational talent and all the reasons that you mentioned with the Atlanta Falcons that they are going to be playing from behind and Calvin Ridley now steps in as wide receiver once with the departure of Julio Jones. That will open up opportunities for Kyle Pitts, like you mentioned, and I think Javante Williams is um, is really intriguing to me because I think he should be RB one come next week when when the season kicks off. And I've 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 listened to some other podcasts that are guys that know their stuff about betting and and maybe have some ties around the league. They're saying that the that Javante Williams has the ability to be like the next Terrell Davis for the Denver Broncos. And I think that's saying something, right? Because yeah. Terrell Davis is probably the best ever in Broncos history as far as running back. So I think that, like you mentioned with Teddy Bridgewater, maybe they want to be, you know, they're going to be conservative, to try to win games. But I think if you you have a pretty good offensive line and a guy like Williams in your backfield, and like you mentioned with Melvin Gordon getting up in age, I'm surprised that he still hasn't been released yet or traded by now, but Um, I I like both of those. I went the more traditional route. Um, Obviously, I don't want to get into Mac Jones too much because the odds have significantly shifted. I did pick him up at 12 to 1 and plus 750. Now he's all the way down to plus 550. Um, But, you know, over the last 10 years, you know, the number one overall pick hasn't been the offensive rookie of the year. I think the last time it happened was the year prior, 11 years ago when Cam Newton won it. I think the award is more based on stats, right? And I think last year, Herbert blew it out of the water with setting records with, I think, uh, passing yards and I believe touchdowns. I think he was up there. Uh, and then seven out of the last 10 have, seven out of the last 10 winners of this award have played at least 15 games. So, or pretty much the entire season. And there's four guys like you were talking about with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris, who are going to be day one starters. And three of those are quarterbacks. And one is a running back for the re- reasons that we both agree that we don't like Najee Harris because of that offensive line issues that Steelers are going to have. Um, but, you know, at Mac Jones, I'm not going to give it out a twelve of the one because it's not there anymore. The other one I right. did take Justin Fields. And I think it's just going to be a matter of time before he is going to be the starter in uh, Chicago. I don't think any Dalton will make it past week two. So I, uh, it's really interesting to me that they're not going with Justin Fields out of the gate. Um, he's in a big market like Chicago. I mean, they're, they are a national team. They do get that attention. He had a pretty good preseason. He's definitely going to be a huge upgrade from Andy Dalton. And Fields is a guy that can get it done both with his legs. And I think that may give him the opportunity to right If he has, you know, maybe six, seven rushing touchdowns and 20 touchdown passes, I think that's an opportunity for Justin Fields. Um, to get that award, and they have a great defense also. The the, the schedule for the Bears when we talked about the uh, NFC North is a little difficult, but again, I think this is more of a stats-based award versus wins and and division wins that it's that, let's just say he gets, again, like I said, 20 touchdown passes, six, seven rushing touchdowns, and the interceptions are low. I think there's a good opportunity for Justin Fields uh, to get this award. So those are two that I went with, Mac Jones and Justin Fields' Yeah, I really like Justin Fields.
1: And you're right. I think it's just a matter of when he gets on the field. And, you know, we've seen that the Bears' defense is definitely getting older now. So yeah. I don't I don't think they were they're going to be as reliant on them to win games. We already saw what Justin Fields can do with the ball in his hands. And um, you know, he's got the weapons, right? He's mm-hmm. got Allen Robinson there, he's got David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney. And, you know, Cole Komet. So I think that he has enough there more than like Zach Wilson. And I don't know that we're going to see Trey Lance. If Garoppolo gets out to a good start, we may not see Trey Lance till, you know what I'm saying? Like week eight, something like that. So, you know, you're not getting much value out of someone playing only half the season. I'd rather put my stock in a guy that's could be starting by like week two. And then you already got the value on Mac Jones. So you're already up
0: on that one. So, well, yeah. And I I think just to wrap it up with, with Trey Lance, I I think that if, they're winning games. Let's say they're 5 and oh six and 1. There's still no incentive to put Trey Lance out there, right? I think they might just take yeah. the Mahomes approach and sit him for a year, let him develop. I mean, he had some flash plays in the regular sorry in the in the preseason, but I think if you kind of look at his uh, completions of pass attempts, he may be below 50% and I think that's a, an area that he's really going to have to work on. Who knows, we might see a two quarterback system with um with, with Kyle Shanahan but I don't think it's going to be enough for him to be in that conversation for the award, especially with guys that are day one starters. Uh, anything else you have for offensive rookie of the year? No, I'm good. All right, let's move on to defensive rookie of the year. And I had a hard time with this. I didn't have one. So I'm going to give you the floor here. To let me know what you got for defensive rookie of the year.
1: I'll be honest. I struggled with it too. Yeah. And, this is a, It's a hard award. Uh, it, it really is. And I'll be honest. I, I, I really, I feel like I got to go super chalky here, and, and Makai Parsons, I think, makes a lot of sense at six yeah. to one, mm-hmm. mainly because Dallas's defense is so bad. He's going to have an opportunity to rack up a ton of tackles. We've already seen the way that he plays the position. He's flying all over the field, making plays, and if he can stay healthy. I think that he's the no-brainer. I mean, it's obvious because he's the favorite to win the award. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to get to rack up some really good stats. So he's my homer pick. If I was going to reach a little bit, I'm going to go deeper into the trenches and grab Patrick Sertain, okay. Um twelve to one. And again, much of what I was talking about with the the Denver Broncos and their improved defense. You know, r- last year they really struggled because they weren't healthy. With Von Miller back, uh, they have Bradley Chubb. They're going to be getting some pressure off the edge, which I think should offer some jumping pass routes, getting into the defenders and and creating some turnovers, forcing turnovers, which could be great for a guy like Patrick Sertain. So uh, I think that he's a good value at, at 12 to 1. Take a flyer on a cornerback. It's not like cornerbacks haven't won the award. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Marshawn Lattimore won in 2017. Mm-hmm. He was the last one. And then before that, a couple of years prior was uh, Marcus Peters. So it's in the realm of possibility. Um, the other more common ones are usually linebacker and edge rusher. Don't really get too excited about too many edge rushers in this draft. So uh, that's why I'm hedging with Makai Parsons and as well as Patrick Certain.
0: Yeah. And I think he's going to have to really help. <laughs> This defense, because they've been one of the worst in the league. Um, I'll I'll throw a couple of names out there. I mean, this is, you know, honestly, just looking at the list and I don't really have a handicap, but I think Pay is an interesting name at 12 to 1. Um, We know we saw what he did in in, in college for him being the fourth favorite for this award. Uh, 12 to 1, I don't hate that. There's been a lot of buzz around Eric Stokes at 35 to 1, and I think that may be a name to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, and then one more, Asante Samuel Jr., 35-1 also. So don't really have a handicap on there. If I had some free bets, throwing maybe $5, $10 on those names because I have no handicap. Um, and I think, yeah, especially rookie defensive player of the year, it's a more wide-open um, award versus offensive rookie of the year because we know what we're supposed to expect out of those offensive players. So, um, yeah. yeah, and if you, there are some guys that you like, you know, just, just throw a couple bucks down on them and, and – do your proper handicap because this this is a a difficult (laughs) award to handicap (laughs) anything else for this one uh dan or do you want to move on now let's kick it all right let's take a quick break here and then we'll get back into more of our regular season awards turn your picks into real cash with prize picks my favorite daily fantasy app it's fast and it's easy and it all starts with prize picks simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price picks is the only way I play. I took Derrick Henry under 1,555 and a half rushing yards, David Montgomery over 1,000 and a half rushing yards, and Tua Tungabailoa under 4,000 and a half passing yards. That three team entry of $20 would pay me $100 on the power play option. Use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks promo code SGP. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS Sports including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasiliaro, the NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers, featuring the stars from the US and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rampino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made the world's game lives here on paramount plus visit paramountplus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live all right dan let's shift gears let's go to comeback player of the year um usually this award is really story driven right last year we saw alex smith win the award coming off the gruesome leg injury uh led the washington football team or or I guess you can say led him to a division title and into the playoffs. I think Tyler Haneke also deserves some credit for them. But Alex Smith for the story that he had, it almost looked like that he wasn't going to be playing football ever again. And for him to make a such an amazing recovery, and that story that's that was, you know, put out by the media, rightfully so, for what Alex Smith did and being in a uniform, not only being in a uniform, but actually like playing a down. I think that's really amazing. And I think that's where the story or the comeback player of the story is really driven. This season, we don't really have that type of story, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys that are coming off of injuries uh, like Joe Burrow, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, guys like that. Um, But, you know, who did you pinpoint as your comeback player of the year or if you had maybe one or two?
1: I think you made great points here because, you know, what Alex Smith did last year was... (laughs) Honestly, un- so unexpected and right. beautiful for the game of football. Like his knee looked disgusting yeah. for him or his leg looked disgusting. Sorry yeah. um, for him to make that comeback. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see a comeback of that magnitude ever again. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at this list of the award, I'm really just seeing people that tore their ACLs that are yeah. coming back this year. Yeah. And uh, one of the names that I think is really interesting that didn't get hurt last year is Mr. Sam Darnold at 16-1. at sixteen to 1. Okay. And really, I think that he's going to be set up for success here. And while the offense will no doubt run through Christian McCaffrey, um, I don't know that I can really consider his... I don't know. I don't know if I put much stock in him being a comeback player of the year. There isn't much narrative there. The yeah. only person on this list that gives me narrative is like Sam Darnold mm-hmm. because the guy was a very highly drafted... Uh, rookie. didn't get a, a fair shake in terms of like his coaching staff, his talent around him pretty much was just sent out there to fail and mm-hmm. now this is his opportunity to actually play with some competent coaching some competent at least some competent players yeah uh, reunited with Robbie Anderson obviously mm-hmm. they drafted terrace marshall jr and then and then they have their main dude in c m c back so with a pretty a pretty decent defense so I think that we could see. Some uptick in in Sam Darnold's stock here. Sixteen to one seems like the best value here. I think this could climb to the borough level of like seven to one if the Panthers start out and have more su- success than they than they are appearing to. So I think their their season total was at like six and a half, I believe. Yeah. I think that they can go over that. So if they get you know seven eight wins, maybe even get up to the five hundred level, I think you're looking at Sam Darnold as a as a favorite to win this award. And this is over, you know, the obvious of the Dak Prescott's, the Saquon's, Nick Bosa, George Kittle. You know, I guess you can make a same story for Garoppolo. He can't stay hurt. He can't stay injured or he can't stay healthy. Healthy, can't can't get that right. Can't stay healthy. Uh, But to me, I think that Sam Darnold has probably the biggest stock rising potential here if the team plays well to actually win the award.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that they have also Christian McCaffrey at 8-1 to there. And then, like you mentioned with Sam Darnold, two guys that are going to be starters together in that backfield behind that offensive line. So I think that could be a correlation that, Hey, if you take two guys, if they have a good season, maybe one of those guys pick up the award for comeback player of the year. So I don't hate that narrative. You're seeing a lot. There's a good mix of offensive players and defensive players. uh, But it almost seems like it's mostly dominated by uh, offensive players, at least as at the top of the list. And you have more of your uh, defensive guys at the bottom of the list. Right. For me, I'm I'm gonna say this, but uh, the narrative isn't really there, and and I've gotten a lot of heat for it already. But the odds have have moved a little bit on this, and when I picked it up, it was at thirteen to one, and now it's down to ten to one. and And, and I'm gonna take Jameis!
1: You know, Jameis.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be Carson Wentz. Oh God. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> see, that's exactly the reaction that I got. Look. Last year, I mean, this guy was atrocious and right. They don't give an award for, for sucking like Sean and Ryan have told me, but I think that the the narrative isn't there, but you know, like I mentioned that he has a change of scenery from going from the Eagles to the Colts. He's already had so many hills to climb as he's gotten to the Colts, right? He has a foot injury. Now he's dealing with COVID, the offensive line, not being good. Um, So, you know, I mean, this guy was playing at an MVP level in 2017 before he tore his ACL. I think that if he would have stayed healthy and finished that season, he would have probably won that award. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator at that point. Now he's reunited with him. I I think that if he's able to find a way, number one, stay healthy, control the turnovers, and if they find a way to win this division because it's a two-horse race like we talked about with Minty the other night between the Colts and the Titans, I think that if he's able to – Again, get the division title or even get them into the playoffs as an, uh, a wild card spot. There should be some type of conversation there. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think 13 to 1 with all the stuff that he's dealt with might be something to take a look at. Uh, he, now it's down to 10 to 1. Um, one more guy, and I'll get your thoughts on Carson Wentz because you, you're you uh, the Eagles fan, you know him well. Derwin James Jr., 16 to 1 for the Chargers, right? He's, he hasn't been on the field very much. But when this guy is on the field, he's a huge impact player, especially in the secondary, where the Chargers are going to need him. Again, for him, staying healthy uh, is going to be number one, and I think that he can be a disruptive player, get those turnovers, interceptions for the uh, Chargers. Who knows if he's able to run back one or two of them, add that to the resume of trying to be the comeback player of the year at 16-1. to So I wanted to get more of your thoughts on the Carson Wentz one.
1: Yeah, regarding Wentz, the narrative, you're right, it is there. And more so my risk or concern with going for him is, is really my same concern about Kirk cousins. We don't know that, you know, he just, he just got activated from the COVID-19 reserve list. I think there's a very good chance he could end up right back there. So that would certainly hurt his chances. Other than that, I don't know that I'm convinced that Frank Reich, even though he's played with him before, I don't know that he trusts him completely. And, we know his one of his weapons is down in T. Y. Hilton, so maybe we see the emergence of Michael Pittman. Yep. They don't really have a tight end. And that's really what Carson Wentz loved. Like he targeted Zach Ertz more than anyone um in his time in Philly. So I don't know. I just I think that he's gonna be more of a game manager. They're, I think they're gonna be leaning on him not to make mistakes, more so than being the gamer to win to go out there and win. Yeah. And he's not Andrew Luck, man. Like this dude can't even scramble in the pocket anymore without getting <laughs> broke. So I just don't have a lot of faith in, in Carson Wentz. And even if I could take my, my Eagles hat off, yeah. being completely objective about it, I just don't think that he's that good. And okay. I'd rather see, I think, Darnold's young enough that he could still get better, whereas Carson Wentz, yeah. I don't know that we may have seen, you know, has he plateaued? I, I think it's a, good, it's a good conversation to have, but I guess we'll see once the season gets underway.
0: Yeah, and I, you know I, I just thought that, I think I, I beat the number a little bit 13 to one, maybe if it, around 10 yeah. to one, I wouldn't take it, but um, right, right, you know, right. yeah. So I, I mean, at that point it, it, I thought just the the change of senior and things like that was, was kind of what resonated with me, but um, mentally I just don't think he, Carson Wentz is there anymore. I think that's just what it yeah. is. Right. And, and like Sean and Ryan like to say, he probably, he's a mental midget maybe. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, any other names I, that kind of stick out to you on this list or any more thoughts? On yeah. I think,
1: I think I talked myself into Jameis Winston and, and, okay. and, and eating some eating some W's. I go. think if they're if the Saints are good, he's gonna probably get a lot of that credit. So yeah, uh, I think there's worse there's worse options on the table, and I think he's sixteen to one as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I might I might th- I might sprinkle a little something on Jameis too, just for the hell of it.
0: Yeah, and you know I mean he got LASIK done, so maybe he's able to see better now. As long as the interceptions aren't All there right. for Jameis Winston and him All having right. a great offensive head coach with Sean Payton. You know, there might be something to it, so I, I don't. I don't hate that one either. But
1: uh, so he's actually ten ten to one not sixty. Okay, to 1. ten to one. Okay, so, yeah. So if I'm I, if I'm betting somebody ten to one, I'm gonna take Jameis over over Carson.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one for sure. Uh, any other names stick out on this list, or you want to move on to the next award? Uh, let's keep it rolling. All right, let's go to Coach of the Year. Um, I'll, I'll kind of set up the stage here, and I kind of went back and looked at what really encompassed. A coach to win this award and i went back to the last 11 winners of coach of the year and i was more curious to see how much of an improvement a team had uh year over year whether it was a new head coach or, or adjustments that they made with it the, was a uh, roster upgrade strength of schedule changing whatever the case might be and i think a couple of things that i found was the average improvement from year over year for a winning head coach uh a coach of the year sorry is six wins so you're i was looking at okay how many wins did they improve by number one and then the only double-digit improvement that I saw was 2015 when Ron uh, Rivera won the award with the Panthers. He took them from four wins to 15 wins. Also, every single winner of this award made the playoffs the year that they won. So I think that's something that we should also consider or you should consider um, when you're if you're betting on coach of the year. Um, and they also had double-digit wins. And eight of the 11, like I said, made the playoffs. And, um, this was something really based on the baseline where I wanted to start looking at. And there are two coaches that stuck out to me. Um, and also looked at if there's any been, there's been any recency bias. So out of the last four winners, three were first-year head coaches. Uh, Dan, I'll kick to you. Did, what did you find for coach of the year?
1: Uh, one, one guy, I mean, I didn't do the deep dive that you did, but um, I'm a nerd like it, that. <laughs> <laughs> a sports nerd for a reason. There you go. <laughs> um, one thing I did notice is that it's very hard to repeat for Coach of the Year. Hasn't yeah, happened sure. uh, very happened. frequently, or ever happened. Yeah. So that kind of eliminates Kevin Stefanski, and we saw what um, you know what the Browns did last year, making the playoffs. I think that was the right the right selection. Yeah. One person that I do like is uh, fourteen to one, Kyle Shanahan. I think that the the Niners were injury-riddled last season. They didn't have a great record. And I think that they could could finish atop of the NFC West. And if they do, it's going to be off the strength of his coaching and his decision-making. And I think we're going to see something like a John Harbaugh when he had to, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh, when he had to make that tough choice of going from Alex Smith to to Colin Kaepernick, we could see a similar transition from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. And if they win games and still do that, I think he's going to get the award. So I like Kyle Shanahan. The other person I like pretty chalky bill Belichick, you know, he already had to make a tough decision to dip on cam Newton for Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is successful and this team actually winds up with double digit wins. Yep. uh, And and I think it's going to, what's going to happen is, you know, the Miami dolphins, they're, they're the hot, the hot team of the month or the flavor of the month right now, mm-hmm. they're going to have to regress a bit, and the the the, the Patriots are going to overtake them at for second in division next to the Bills, and so I think that that's that's plausible. You know the yeah. the the Patriots had a lot of people check out last year for COVID reasons. Um, we know that their offense isn't that great, but that's okay because Bill Belichick always usually leans on his defense. So. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for him 12 to one to win the award being that, you know, they only won what seven games last year. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some kind of improvement there. And this is all obviously hinged on the back of, of Mac Jones's play, but what we've seen the preseason, I think you, you have some reason for optimism there.
0: Well, this is why you and I have a great partnership and, and relationship here because you named two out of the three guys that I was thinking and, <laughs> and <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for everything that you mentioned, right? It's a big year for Shanahan. And I know we discussed that Shanahan has a longer leash than uh, Cliff Kingsbury when we talked about the NFC West and that they only had six wins last year. And, and a lot of the reason that you much just mentioned quarterback play uh, injuries was the biggest thing for the uh, San Francisco 49ers last year. Again, this season, they have the easiest schedule. Their win titles are set at around 10. It'll be heavily juiced, but mostly consists at 10 and a half right now. And I'm already going over that win total. And I said, I have a lot of stock in the 49ers this year. Kyle Shanahan is added to that portfolio. They're more than likely. I think if they win the division, like you mentioned, they're going to make the playoffs, obviously, at that point. So I think that just really bodes well from going from six wins to having a significant uh, improvement year over year. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, you got to make the playoffs to win this award in division uh coaches that have won this award. Eight of the 11 have won their division. So I'm going with Shanahan at 14 to one. Um, Also, I had Bill Belichick for all the reasons that you mentioned. So I'm not going to dig into that. Um, You know, we can say Belichick has that ego. He wants success. I think that he made the move from Mac Jones to Cam from Cam Newton that he knows that, okay, I got to start winning games. And I think that he wants to probably prove that he can do it without Tom Brady. And I think that was really the narrative last year with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl that You know, Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady more than Tom Brady needed Bill Belichick. The other name for me was uh, Brandon Staley of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. You know, we talked about at volumes about Anthony Lynn and how terrible of a coach he was with clock management and making in-game adjustments. They did win seven games this year. uh, Last year, everyone is healthy on the roster this year. Uh, There's a lot of hype around Justin Herbert and the team this year. I think this is another team that has the potential of getting a wild card spot. Maybe challenging the Chiefs in the AFC West, but I'm not sure. But I think if uh, Staley can guide them into the playoffs, being a first-year head coach, I think he has a real shot of getting into uh, or getting the award of coach of the year. So, um, and if we kind of look at the other first-year hires, I don't think any of those coaches are going to make the playoffs, right? With the Texans, I mean, they were, I'm not sure if you saw my retweet, they were barbecuing today instead of practicing Um, Saw that. The, yeah, the jets, I don't, especially <laughs> in the AFC East are not going to make it. Uh, the Detroit lions, one of the worst down there with the Texans Eagles, we're not sure about, I, I'm not a believer in Nick, uh, Sirianni and his system and then Jacksonville Jaguars, urban Meyer, I think going from one win to five or six wins just might not be enough, but I think they have to get a playoff spot for him to win that award. So I think Brian, Brian Staley was the only first year head coach that kind of makes sense at this point for me um any other coaches you want to get into i, I think this is probably a, a really strong strong handicap that we had here i'd be surprised if one of these guys doesn't win it great yeah i'm good all right let's take a quick last break and then we'll get into the final couple awards we're also brought to you by odds crowd if you haven't downloaded the odds crowd app yet you're missing out the free roll football contest is taking place on odds crowd this year ten thousand dollars for the best nfl better Sides are included as well this year. Also weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contests just for people who have the app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both season long and weekly contests on NFL and college football. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. An odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download. If you can, you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to OddsCrowd.com today. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Download and enter your week one NFL picks for a chance at one. 1- hundred thousand dollars the sgpn app is now live in the app store and google play store the app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts don't forget to toss up an app review and download the sgpn app today all right dan coming off the break i believe we have two awards left here let's go with defensive player of the year um i think the obvious answer here is aaron donald he is that he is the favorite but i just don't see um, I, I don't want to pick the favorite, right? And I think this is a guy that's already won it three times in his career. So someone else kind of has to win this award. I think um, JJ Watts, the other guy, I think Lawrence Taylor was the other guy that's won it three times in their career. I thought last year, TJ Watts should have won this award, honestly, because uh, I mean, that's just a di- different conversation we could have later, but over the last 10 years, nine of the winners have been a guy or a defensive player who's been in the front seven. The lone secondary player was Stephon Gilmore. And of those nine winners, six of them belong to either Aaron Donald or JJ Watt, like I mentioned, who each have three. Um, I have two guys here. One's kind of a favorite, and Vaughn. Sorry, one's a long shot, and one's a uh, a one of the favorites. But uh, I'll kick it to you. Who do you have for defensive player of the year?
1: Yeah, the way that you broke that down was exactly my thought process. It's like, yeah. Aaron Donald makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I'm on T.J. Watt eight to one, mainly because he's improved every single year. Right now, he's holding out because he wants a new deal, and rightfully yeah. so. I don't think that that I don't. I think that the Steelers are pretty savvy with trying to lock in their franchise like players, and I think that they'll get that deal done before, hopefully, before this week. The uh, next week starts, and I, I think they got some time till Sunday, so. But I think I I like what I see at a TJ Watt man, like 15 sacks last season. I think this is a guy that could easily get into that 18 to 20 range, much like his brother. Um, I think that that's good value considering that he should have been in consideration for that award last year. Yeah. Um, Or and then the other one I like Chase Young. I think we could see him also take another solid leap um, into being one of the best edge rushers in the game. Washington's defense; he's the one that's anchoring them. They have a really Easy schedule in a really bad division, so I think that there's a good opportunity for him to just wreak havoc all over that division. Not only the division, but the league. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of upside in Chase Young, deep flyer, and and you know uh, Chase Young was like eight, uh, pretty much nine to one, mm. deep flyer. I'm gonna go with. uh I I kind of want to go Shaquille Barrett, okay. but I nah, I'm not gonna do it. Um. Rather him, I'm gonna go.
0: Mm. I have a long shot. I, maybe we're thinking the same guy, but I'll I'll let you say
1: it. I wanted to be Devin White, but I don't right. know where the hell he's at on this list. Actually, I'm sitting here scrolling. I don't even see him listed because um, I thought that he. I because either way, what I, what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is going to be really good and uh, yeah, probably be the the odds on favor they are the odds on favor to win the nfc yeah but i think they're going to have the best record in the nfc and really what's going to bolster that is not only their offense is super explosive but their defense is just going to is just going to kill people and you know last year we saw devin white kind of emerge as as one of the better at least the younger talented middle linebackers that they have and, oh, 18. Oh, okay. I see it now. 18 to one. So yeah, I, I like uh, Devin white 18 to one, man. I think that he's going to okay. have more of a role this year. Uh, Shaquille Barrett's probably going to be a little bit more part-time. Uh, we've seen uh, a Sue getting older. Their front line is still really good, but I think that this is really going to be anchored on the strength of their middle linebackers yep. as well as their,
0: their linebacking strength. So yeah, give me Devin white at 18 to one. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay, I, it's just so crazy how much talent they have on both sides. Of the ball there. I think Devin White coming out party was really in that playoff run, especially in the Super Bowl, where he was just he was awesome, right? And I think this was a guy that he could be a guy that could lead the league in tackles. Who knows? That may bode well for him uh, getting this uh defensive player of the year. I took two guys, want uh, one's a co-favorite, and I think Miles Garrett, I think this is a year for him to really shine, um, play a full season. I know he's been in and out of uh of the lineup. You know, year in and year out. I think last year was the year where he played. I believe 14 games. Um, The thing with the Browns is that they do have nine new starters on the defense and two returning stars. And I think, yeah, one of them is Miles Garrett. Obviously, they added Clowney to the defense, but I think people are automatically assuming that he's it's it's going to be the guy that the Texans drafted, and it's not going to be right. He hasn't been that that guy. Yeah, he hasn't been that disruptive player in a few years, but you still are going to have to account for him, and I think that made open up opportunities for Miles Garrett. Uh, Garrett had double-digit sacks in the last three years. He's played in all 16 games just once. I think over the last two seasons, he's played 10 and 14, respectively. So if he's able to stay healthy and play at least 14, 15 games, he has a good chance of you know getting at least 15 sacks and creating that havoc for opposing offensive lines. Uh, tackles for loss. I think that's going to be a big for him. Browns do face seven teams at offensive lines, uh, come in ranked 20th or worse this season. So I think those opportunities may be there for uh, Miles Garrett. My long shot. Um, it, it, I think it's a player that's kind of forgotten because he's, he's one of the older guys and he's coming back from injury, but Vaughn Miller 35 to one, man. I think he's still a beast. Uh, Broncos do have one of the best defenses in the entire league, whether that's the front seven or the uh, secondary, you have Bradley Chubb on the other side. So they're going to have to account for both of these guys. Vic Fangio, defensive head coach, right? And I think he's going to scheme up things where he's going to utilize Vaughn Miller's ability to you know, pass rush and also Bradley Chubb. So I think that'll oper- open up opportunities for Vaughn Miller. He's recorded double-digit sacks in seven of his nine years that he's been in the league. 2013, he only played nine games. Only had five sacks, but this defense, like I said, is going to be one of the best in the league. So I think that's going to create opportunities for both Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. Um, if he's healthy, he's fresh. I expect him to create havoc against op- op- opposing offensive lines. The average O-line rank is uh, that the Denver Broncos face this season. It's going to be 23rd. They face one O-line, which is inside of the top 10, which is the Baltimore Ravens. So Um, I think a bit of a value there. I think you may want to, if you like Von Miller, maybe also take a look at uh, Bradley Chubb also. So those are the two guys that I kind of picked for defensive player of the year.
1: I like, I love those man. I think that's a really good choice. And I was actually looking at Von Miller, really curious. I was like, ah, do I want to do it? But um, I think there's still going to be some transitional period for him to get his his legs back. But I think he's still going to be a beast nonetheless, and I love it. Because you know, at thirty-five to one, I mean, what? You, that's that's great to sprinkle on because he has the pedigree yeah. uh, to be one of the best in the game. One question I had: Do you know what the average age of the Defensive Player of the Year award winner is? That's a great question. Uh, I, I can look when it you because when you went old head, yeah. I was actually thinking the same too. I like Bobby Wagner at twenty-five to one. Okay, this dude's like one of the most consistent uh, linebackers you have in the game. He led the league in tackles two years ago. Just mm-hmm. two years ago, he's always on the field. I'm expecting the Seattle Seahawks to be a good team, a playoff team, and though their defense doesn't get much respect, mm-hmm. I-, I think Bobby Wagner is one person that continually, year in year out, performs, does his job, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had another, you know, 150 some tackle type season. Uh, which could be enough if if the record is good enough uh, on the Seattle side. So I'll, I might sprinkle a little bit on Bobby Wagner, even though he's he's up he's up there in age. He's thirty one, so yeah. um, definitely yeah. not on Time is not on his side, but yeah, he's
0: still Aaron, consistent. Aaron Donald, when he won his first award, he was twenty six. He won the twenty eighteen twenty seven last year. He was uh, thirty years old. So okay, so um, he's in the bracket. Yeah, okay. he's there. I mean, thirty two years old for Vaughn Miller, it's not old, and and again. He doesn't have that. He's coming off an injury. We know that, but he didn't play the entire season last year. So, um, you know, he might have still have some fresh legs, but, you know, he might take him a game or two just to kind of get up to game speed because I don't think he played that much in the um, in the preseason. Uh, Any other guys that stick out to you for this award, Dan, or do you want to move on to the final award? Let's go to offensive player of the year. All right. Let's get into it. Offensive player of the year. Who you got? Man, it's, uh, it's... This is a tough award to, like, look, dude, there's so like many defensive people. rookie of the year. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> sorry, like we have two so many people. awards. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, still got to get that MVP out yeah, there. Yeah, MVP for sure. Go ahead, man. Um, So, Offensive Player of the Year, you know, looking at them, they're usually quarterbacks, occasionally yeah. running backs, never wide receivers, really. Like, they very seldom get the opportunity to. So, that kind of stretches off the Devontae Adams of the world and the Tyreek Hills... Travis Kelsey is a bit interesting, but I, uh, you know, his age and I feel like Tyreek Hill is going to probably cannibalize his opportunities a little bit to get the shine that he needs to win it. Mm. Um, so if I'm going back, oh, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes makes a lot of sense. I, I, it's I gotta bet I'm I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes to either be MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, and mainly because like he's gonna get one of the two awards. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder from losing in the Super Bowl pretty much getting exposed in the Super Bowl but he also was injured. He already said he wants to go 17 and 0. I mean, what team doesn't always say that? But I think yeah. who what but who what other person that says that can we actually believe it? Yeah. And you know, I think Mahomes is certainly one of those people. At 7 to 1, I'm definitely going to probably put I'll probably put a unit on that one okay. and then I'll probably sprinkle I'll probably sprinkle a couple other ones on Ryan Tannehill at fifty to one. Okay. Uh, I think that the Titans, if they're going to be the playoff team, that I mean, they're going to run through their division. We already got that down. Yeah. I think that they could probably surprise and and finish as you know probably second or third best record in the AFC if that happens. Mm. You know, Derrick Henry's got crazy mileage on him, so I think that they're yeah. actually going to be passing a lot more. Yeah. And so I'm going to lean into Ryan Tannehill at fifty to one on that. The other guy I was going to go for was. Dak um, Prescott at okay. 25 to one, 25 to one. Yep. I don't hate it for how much yards he could potentially put up mm-hmm. and same, you know, goes to for Russell Wilson, 20 to one. If you're banking on to be MVP, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having him potentially thrown for the most yards him. And I think Russell and Dak to me are, are, are extremely good values at 25 and 20 to one respectively. Cause I think both of them given their, their competition, and their opportunity to to get to the playoffs, I think that they're going to have really good seasons offensively, throwing the ball a lot, and potentially going for 5,000 yards apiece. So those are the guys I would go for.
0: Yeah, and and when we're talking about the guys that have won this award, I mean, if you take a look, three out of the last four years, it's only been one quarterback, right? It was Patrick Mahomes in 2018. We had Derrick Henry that that won it last year, Michael Thomas the year before wide receiver, and then 2017 – another running back and Todd Gurley. So I think this is more of a wide open skill position award than like the MVP where it's traditionally a quarterback. Um, yeah. For me, I think it was two guys that kind of stuck out and they're both running backs and um, where'd the list go? Uh, oh, the list of spirit. Okay. But it was two guys. I think the first guy for me, Dalvin cook uh, makes a lot of sense. 14,
1: 14 to one, 14 to bad. one. Yeah.
0: And then uh, Nick Chubb was the other guy, 16, one, one, these guys, I mean, they, they have the potential to easily get 1500 yards and 10 plus touchdowns. But I think for them to win this award, they would probably have to get close to 2000. Uh, we, Derek Henry is not going to get it uh, again this year to 2000 uh, yards. So I don't know why he's at plus 700, rightfully so because he's rushed for so many yards over the past two seasons. But like we've mentioned, I think he's due for regression uh, this year. So if I had to pick two guys, it's going to be Dalvin cook and Nick Chubb. Um, it's just health for those two guys. Uh, For a longer shot, um, uh, I I think we talked about Calvin Ridley and him stepping into the wide receiver one position, that he may have a huge breakout year that maybe he gets, I don't know, 1,400, 1,500 receiving yards and 100-plus receptions for sure, that – he can be a guy that we mentioned that's going to rack up the yardage because they're going to be playing behind. And Matt Ryan is a guy that can, you know, he can still throw the ball. And and having Calvin Ridley as your wide receiver one, I think that's a longer shot that I do like. So I think those three guys, I, I kind of wanted to mention and get your thoughts on those two or those three guys.
1: Yeah, I like, I love Dalvin Cook. Um, I also, I, I I do like Chubb. Um, and right as I was looking up Chubb, the only thing that hurts Chubb to me is Kareem the timeshare. Yeah. yeah, Kareem Hunt. And you know, while he might be one of the best pure runners in the game, I think that there's still risk of him being uh game script dependent. And mm-hmm. you know, if they're not if they're not up by a lot of points, he's not gonna be getting the carries, or if they're down, you know, he's he's probably not gonna be in there in the hurry up offense. So yeah. I think that's the only thing that limits him. Whereas on Dalvin Cook, he is the jack of all trades, three yeah. down back, he's never leaving the field. And what we talked about before with with Kirk Cousins and whatever happens to him, hopefully he stays healthy throughout the season or he figures out some plexiglass situation in the QB room, there's going to be a good chance that Dalvin Cook might have to be the focal point of the offense, right? And they yeah. did lose Irv Smith Jr. They were going to see Dalvin Cook go off. And so he does have his injury concerns, but yeah. I think that that's, he proved last year he was very well and capable of, of having a three-down three back. The one other person I wanted to mention was Alvin Kamara, okay. mainly because with, Mel- with Michael Thomas out of there, mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance that we could see, you know, Kamara hasn't had a season with less than 80 receptions. There's a good chance if, if Jameis Winston has that touch on his ball, he could see up to 90 to potentially 100 receptions. And yeah. at that point, it's just a matter of how many rushing yards is he going to get. And mm-hmm. with Jameis there... I think that they're going to have to have more balance. Like they don't want him throwing the ball o- over the field. So right. there's a good chance that he could put up like a Christian McCaffrey like like season. In which case, that could be worthy of offensive player of the year. So if you don't like Christian McCaffrey necessarily at ten to one, maybe take Calvin Kamara sixteen to um, one because I think their skill sets are pretty comparable.
0: I agree with that. And th- there's there's one more name I want to throw at you. I know that you you have a player prop on this guy. The odds yeah. seem a little longer than they should be, but what about AJ Brown? Sixty-five to one. He's stepping in as wide receiver one. I mean, yeah, they have Julio Jones, but I think this guy's a beast, man. And he can easy. He's going to get easily hundred plus receptions. His yardage is going to be up there. He's a big guy that, that he'll have targets in the uh, in the uh, end zone and getting the touchdowns. And again, we talked about how Tennessee's defense didn't really do anything to address this, so they're still going to be bad and they're going to be. Uh, trailing in games and having to throw the ball. And like we mentioned also that they want to be careful with Derrick Henry because they uh, locked up a long-term contract with him. He's ran the ball a lot over the last two years. So I think that may open up an opportunity for AJ Brown at 65 to one. I think that's one of the longer shots that I do like it. Other names that really didn't make sense to me, but I mean, him and Melvin Gordon, both at 65 to one, that's kind of crazy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that Melvin Gordon that that that's that's actually gas for him. He should not be sixty five to one. He should be way longer than that. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything else for offensive player of the year? Or you want to get to our last final award of MVP? Let's hit most valuable player, man. All right, man. This this I've already got down a couple bets, and I think that uh, you some of y'all already know who I'm on. But uh, Dan, I'll kick it to you, man. Who do you have for uh, most valuable player for next year in the NFL?
1: Yeah, so like similar to offensive player of the year, I, I think I'm gonna put the most money down on Patrick Mahomes and yeah. probably Alvin Kamara, and um, you know Alvin Kamara, I think he could emerge out of that NFC South division. There's a good chance that they could come out if if this is going to be on the back of Jameis Winston, which is scary to say, but either way, I think statistically he's going to have a really good season. Eighty to one odds here. I'll take it for a person that's potentially one of the best weapons in the NFL. Um, Comparatively, if you look at Christian McCaffrey's odds is are 40 to one. So yeah, Alvin's my long shot. Mahomes is my favorite in the middle. If I had to choose, I kind of like Lamar Jackson actually at 16 to one losing JK Dobbins. I think that there's already a narrative that's being shaped of, Oh, well Lamar's already losing his backfield. They like to run the ball they already have a plethora of injuries on the outside this this team can't win yeah. and he got the bag over the, the course of the summer there's there's been contemplations of you know whether he he's deserving of that mm-hmm. i think he hears all that noise and he's going to shut all the haters down and I think the Ravens, as we already saw, they dominate the preseason. They're just a very good regular season team. This is a regular season award. Yeah, I think we could see Lamar Jackson have more relevancy here than the books are giving him. Sixteen to one, I like it. But that's only because I would ride with you. But you already you already sucked all the value out of Russell Wilson already. <laughs> so I had to I had to switch up with those
0: guys. Well R- R- Wilson hasn't moved that much. Um, and you said uh, Mahomes and Alvin Kamara, correct? Yeah. Okay. From um, mine. I- I'm going to go with Andy Dalton. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's going to be a real quick. A <laughs> hundred thousand to one. I would even still wouldn't take money on that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a guy that we've already discussed that volumes, Russell Wilson. I, I think it, it kind of just lines up for him, right? We we've taken over on his uh, passing yard props, new offensive coordinator. Uh, again, the potential for him to be in the division. I think it's going to be a very tough division. I think, they won it last year um, by running the ball in the second half of the year. But if we, if we take a look at that first half of the year, their first six weeks, Russell Wilson was cooking, and he was the early odds-on favorite to win the MVP at the beginning in the first two months of the season. And then Pete Carroll decided, let's start running the ball, and and I think that that kind of fell off. But going back to your Patrick Mahomes one, these odds are not going to improve. They're going to go down, right? I don't think – right you're you're not going to get a plus 500 during the regular season. So I think if you like Mahomes being the favorite or to win the MVP, I think now is the time to to take it even at 5 to 1. Um um uh, so yeah, Russell Wilson I got a 16 to 1 is down to 14 to 1. And one more guy that I wanted to mention was Josh Allen at um I believe I got that one at 14 to 1. Um, you know, when we talked about the Bills during the AFC East preview, we said that the biggest move was probably getting their offensive coordinator, Brian Dabble, back. And I think that's really going to help Josh Allen. Uh, Allen took significant strides last season as a starter for the Bills. I personally think it was more so because they added weapons around him, especially guys like Stephon Diggs. Like you mentioned, uh, Dan, that they got Emmanuel Sanders, uh, with the whole Cole Beasley thing. We don't know what's going to go on, but I think that continuity and that chemistry that Dabble and, um, Josh Allen have I think that's going to be huge for him his accuracy has improved from year to year last season he threw 4500 plus touch uh, sorry 4500 plus yards 37 touchdowns 10 interception I think this year they played below average pass defense and it gets a lot easier after week three the Bills play two top 10 pass defenses inside the top 10 but Allen also has the scrambling scrambling ability right he's averaging 500 rush yards per season And right around eight rushing touchdowns. So I think if he's able to get to maybe 40 passing touchdowns, if he can get to 10 rushing touchdowns, I think that'll only build his case for him to take down the MVP award. And I think the one thing that may just put it over the top, it'll be a tall order, especially because you have Kansas City in the AFC, is if they're able to get that number one seed in the AFC, I think that's going to really bode well for uh the mvp for josh allen so those are the two guys that i was looking at but i also agree with you on patrick mahomes that if you do like mahomes to win this mvp this year um uh, you probably want to get on it before the season starts because those odds are just going to fall as we go through the entire nfl season i uh, want to get your thoughts on you no know, we talked about russell wilson but you know what do you think about josh allen
1: i think josh allen's uh I think he's probably the to me he I, I put him over Aaron Rodgers even though Aaron Rodgers is second in terms of odds. Uh, I like Josh Allen at twelve to one, especially because I think that they're gonna they could easily be the representatives coming out of the AFC. We've only seen him get better, the weapons that he has, the the ability to throw downfield, the savvy around the goal line. Uh, he has he's, he has everything. So I, I think that he's a really good he's a really good comfortable bet in that AFC along with Mahomes because ultimately I think one of these two teams is probably going to be in the AFC championship game. And so yeah. um, off the strength of really good seasons, I think both of these guys. If I had to compare divisions, I'd say that the Buffalo Bills have the easier division. For so sure. I, I think the Bills are going to have to beat up on a. They're gonna, he's going to have some games where he's beating up on people, whereas Mahomes might have to work for it a little bit more. But yeah. I, I like the value of Josh Allen there. One other name I want to throw out there at 18-1, mm-hmm. to one, Matthew Stafford. yeah. And, you know, pretty much this guy's been in shitty team purgatory for his entire career. Mm-hmm. And now he's with a, an offensive-minded uh, head coach in Sean yeah. McVay. And he's got weapons. You know, the most weapons he's seen since, like, Calvin Johnson and – I don't even remember if there was anybody else playing with Calvin Johnson was pretty yeah. much as Calvin yeah, Johnson. Calvin, uh, yeah. So so now, you know, I think that there's a good chance that with the injuries that they've seen in the backfield, we're we're gonna see Daryl Henderson be around, but I don't think they're gonna be leaning on him as much as they would have been a Cam Akers type talent. Yeah. Matthew Stafford could throw for five thousand yards. Yeah. So uh I think there's a good chance that he could probably raise his stock assuming that the Rams are able to get into playoff contention but mm-hmm. i think that there's a there's a legitimate chance for the NFC West having three teams in the in the playoffs between the Rams the Seahawks and the and the 49ers so yeah really tough division but i think Stafford could probably make a name
0: or a case for for possibly moving up into the MVP conversation yeah 100% and yeah. i think we're all kind of assuming that that whichever team has the most wins through the regular season, I think that's usually the guy that takes home the MVP. We saw it last year with Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady being MVP, but I just don't like his odds at, I think it's what, 12 to 1 maybe for Tom Brady. 14 to 1 uh, I'm seeing right yeah, now. 14 so, to 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it might be on the back of the defense in Tampa Bay for them to really have that success. Not taking anything away from Tom Brady. I mean, he's the GOAT, right? He, he has... <laughs> It rings that at the end of his career, he might be filling up all 10 fingers. But, um, you know, I kind of like those other guys that we talked about. That pretty much wraps it up for our NFL regular season awards. Um, Any other names or anything that you want to throw out there, uh, Dan, for tonight's episode?
1: No, No, I'm good, man. Super excited. And I think that this is a really good we're, we're going to write all these down. I promise we're going to hold ourselves accountable here oh, for, for sure. what we're, what we're betting for sure. And then what we're sprinkling on it. So I'm yeah. um, excited to see how this all pans out over the course of the season here. You know, there's always going to be some kind of variability, drama, something happening. So really curious to see how these all shape out and, and what we see out of the season. So super excited. Can't get started any sooner. Super hyped to, to watch football next week.
0: hundred percent, man. Everything you said. And, Next time you and I are going to be recording is going to be week one of the NFL season next Thursday. So we'll probably be dropping something uh, either Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday morning, uh, just depending on when the books drop the player props. But it'll be a short show. We'll get right to the point and, um, you know, we'll get ready for NFL week one. I'm excited. Dan, let the people know where they can find you, man.
1: Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus. And yeah, I'll be talking about football shit, basketball stuff. Uh, I can't believe that, man, (laughs) this just feels like, oh man, I'm so happy that
0: we have football and then basketball is going to be starting right after that. It's the the best time of the year. Yeah, it's crazy. I know uh, uh, Scott and uh, Ryan uh, McKee broke down the Southeast division. So if you haven't, haven't listened to that podcast, make sure you get to it because regular season win totals have dropped and I'm starting to look at some, Numbers that I do like. But other than that, uh, college football kicked off tonight, week one. We have a full slate of college football this weekend. Um, Hope you guys are able to cash some money, are excited for the NFL season. And we will talk to you guys next week for Thursday night football. Till then, make some money this weekend, and we will see you guys next week. Let it ride.